Hi, I'm James Schilling Law. I'm here with Julia Simpson, who's president and CEO of the World Travel and Tourism Council. Now, just about a month ago, a little more than a month ago, we were in Saudi Arabia for the WTTC Global Summit. So it's been about a month, and so we thought we'd come and meet with Julia in her home. We're here in London at the headquarters of WTTC to try to get a reassessment of what happened with that global summit, what WTTC is up to now, and what's to come, because I know they got one coming up in Rwanda later this year. And you're going to find out all about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Julia, great to see you. Uh, we had a wonderful time in Saudi, which, uh, uh, which was really groundbreaking. It was the largest meeting ever, I think, of WTTC, right? It absolutely was, James, and it was great that you could be there with us. Uh, you were one of actually 350 international media, uh, but we had 85 countries represented there. We had about 60 ministers and overall, uh, you know, 2,000, 2,500 delegates. It was really impressive. Yeah, I've been to a lot of WTTCs over the past, uh, in the past, and uh, not everyone, but this was definitely one of the, the, the biggest that I've been to and one of the more impressive, and it was also more impressive so because we were at a destination that only recently reopened and it is an example of what travel and tourism can do right exactly and that's what we're here to do at the world travel and tourism council you know we're representing 200 of the top ceos in every aspect that you can think of in travel and tourism from hotels to airlines to airports tour operators cruise lines and we gather together once a year and it's important that where we go we're helping develop travel and tourism in that area. And you're right, I mean, Saudi Arabia's very new country in terms of opening up. It's got incredible ambitions. It's spending $800 billion. Only $800 billion. $800 billion, you know. I think we were with President Macron um, earlier th that year and he was saying how he's putting 60 million euros and that's great. And of course, he's already a very mature tourism market, but it puts it in context, you know. They're rewilding, Parts at the same parts of Saudi Arabia that are the size of Belgium mm -hmm. with one billion trees. They're reintroducing species like the Arabian leopard. Um, they're opening up the Red Sea. Uh, it's going to be a really sort of like really Mo Moses, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's really an incredible. I mean, you have to take your hat off to them for their ambition into and you know the great thing about travel and tourism i always believe it's about bringing people together right. getting to know different cultures it brings peace you know and it brings happiness so uh, and apart from that it also brings a lot of jobs and a lot of contribution to countries economies well and whenever i go to a wttc especially like this one i walk away saying if only the travel and tourism people were in control uh, yeah. we wouldn't have wars we would just develop tourism and get people together but let's let's talk overall about that whole global summit what do you think were the major accomplishments for wttc from that summit and also for saudi arabia yeah, well, first of all is to show a spotlight on Saudi Arabia. Some people have very strong preconceptions about what is the largest, most powerful country in the Middle East. And actually, we wanted to try and 
really showcase it and show that it has you know mountains and they're gonna they're, they've just won the uh, winter olympics and that they've got this great you know coral beautiful corals that they're protecting i mean the science that they're putting into this so their coral reefs for example they have scientists there with equipment that is measuring real time and reporting real time the health of their coral reefs and they're giving that scientific information to the world to other parts of the world where coral reefs have been dying off so it's very um advanced looking and it's actually not just about competing with countries around the world but actually sharing a lot of their expertise mm -hmm. as well the other thing is we had all our top members there from hilton to intercontinental yeah, well, everybody showed everyone up. was there uh, marriott hyatt everybody was there but they announced 10.5 billion dollars worth of investment while we were there well, not surprising. Everybody wants to get in there now for all the various projects they're doing. And we saw a lot of the development. In fact, we had a huge party at Doria Gate, uh, which was amazing uh, to see what they've accomplished there. And they got a lot more on hand, right? Yeah, I mean, Jerry Inzarello, who's running Doria Gate, is just, a, you know, a human. He's beyond human. He's incredible what he does. And Doria Gate, it's going to have you. It's got universities. It's got schools. It's a whole city. Um, and it's also being beautifully rewilded as well. Mm. Uh, it's a really beautiful place to go and see. I think people will be really, really surprised. And also the leadership, you know, I think that we call him MBS, the, the Crown yeah. Prince. He's doing a great job in opening the country and ensuring that women have access to education. Mm. You know, if you get your equivalent of high school, in Saudi Arabia, whether you're a boy or a girl, you can go to any university in the world fully paid for. So he's really, really putting his money, you know, his, where his mouth is. And then under the leadership of Al Khatib, the minister Al Khatib, you know, full of energy, making great relationships. So it's in very, very good hands. Well, indeed, uh, I believe the number two in Saudi tourism is a woman, and she was very impressive that I saw her on the panels. That was for, I can remember her name. Yes, her name. But, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So you have Princess Haifa. Right. I mean, Princess Haifa is amazing uh, and she has already led a lot of big projects and also my predecessor from WTTC Gloria Guevara so they who, who is working for them now who, yeah <laughs> but you know so they've got some real talent there yeah. No, it was interesting, and I did talk to Gloria about that, that while we were there, because they have, they're, they're going around the world getting the top talent in travel and tourism to help them. Now, do you think this really helps you showcase what travel and tourism can do? Uh, we were talking about for other countries, because obviously, you know, this is such a major effort. I don't know if anybody can put the kind of money in that Saudi does, but it does show what you can do when you focus your efforts on travel and tourism, right? It certainly does. We publish a lot of economic research here at the World Travel and Tourism Council and we're showing that over the next 10 years to 2032 travel and tourism is going to grow at 5.8 percent mm -hmm. per year whereas global GDP is estimated to grow at 2.7 percent so I've just come back from Fitur which is uh, Madrid it's a great big trade fair mm -hmm. and I was speaking to all the big owners there and they've all been doing really really well and I also bumped into a lot of investors mm -hmm. and a lot of private equity and I said to them why are you here and they said to me because it's a big growth sector at the moment this is where we want to put our money so when you ask me what can Saudi people learn from Saudi Arabia it 
travel and tourism is growing and it's a big opportunity for countries and their politicians to be able to get a lot out of their investment and for investors. So it's a very interesting time to be in our sector. And of course now China's reopened. That's true. And we were lucky. It's, it's, it's still, it's, everybody wants to go back to China. I was just with a friend who has a Chinese tour operator. He's getting very happy, ready to get back in. Uh, the Chinese themselves, a huge tourism market that uh, really has, is getting back on the road. And, and this is good for everyone, right? It's great. I mean, the Chinese represent 15% of all expend when it comes to travel and tourism and that market has been closed to us so as you say you know initially you what you'll see is friends and family traveling reuniting because they've been basically closed for three years and then you will see the leisure market and then you will see the business market but I think it's going to happen really fast well I think it has happened a lot faster than people think I think 2022 was a pretty good year and 2023 this year is supposed to be amazing now let's talk a little bit about now that the global summit is over um, what will WTTC focus on in 2023 what are your priorities well, our priorities, first of all, is to help WTTC and our members grow and grow sustainably. Mm. Uh, that's really the buzzword at the moment. We just did a big piece of research, um, a global piece of research about what do consumers really care about in travel mm. and tourism. And the number one item was to travel more responsibly, to be more sustainable in travel choices. And clearly we all have our role to play in that. You know, the private sector, we have our role to play governments have their role to play. So one of our big focuses will be helping our businesses grow, um, welcoming Chinese tourism back, which is really, really important. I think for me, this year, 2023, really signals a year of stability and growth. And we haven't had that now for three years. Not so at that's all. That's great. But actually, WTTC is, is really occupying a kind of leadership position on sustainability. So sustainability is one of our main focuses. No, and it has been, I know, but of course it got eclipsed by COVID there for a while. And indeed, COVID remains pandemic related issues. You're still speaking up about that. I know there was a release you came out with when uh, it, it was apparent that some countries were either, either uh, restricting Chinese travelers or or some a couple of them barring them completely and WTTC came out and said no this is not the way to go right yeah it's absolutely not the way to go because we follow the World Health Organization advice and oddly enough a little thing like a virus doesn't present its passport at the borders this illness like flu is a global illness it is now endemic and there's no point putting artificial frontiers because it won't it won't prevent the spread of um, and it's you know it's been changing like all illnesses do and I think we now just need to learn how to live with it and and move on so when I saw that China had made this incredible announcement it's opening up to the world pretty quick it was pretty fast and then one by one different countries are putting in these restrictions I think I'll be honest with you I think there's more politics in that than there is science right well, I would agree with that, and, and it really was a strange thing to do. In the U.S., I think we just asked for the test, which that was okay, but some of the countries were a little, it was, it was getting a little absurd. But it's glad that you came out and said this uh, in, ter in terms of WTTC. Now, uh, you talked about sustainability, but what can, what is WTTC doing specifically to promote sustainable tourism uh, for this year? Well, the very first thing, and it sounds a bit boring, but it's critical, is you have to be able to count. You have to be able to count something to be able to manage it. So the first thing we've done with this great organization called Oxford Economics is to measure 
the impact travel and tourism has in terms of our global mm -hmm. greenhouse global gas emissions right. because nobody knew before there'd been a few stabs at it honorable you know very worthy stabs at what the number is it could be 11 12 percent and now we can categorically say that travel and tourism in all its aspects everything to do with it and we call that direct indirect and induced in the jargon but our whole aspects we represent 8.1 percent in 2019 of global greenhouse gas emissions. So first of all, we can count it. The great thing is this study, we've done it by 185 countries. Mm. So we now can look at each country and then we can do it by industry, whether it's cruise lines, mm. airports, hotels. Airlines. Yeah. Airlines, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what was so interesting, as I only realized the other day, is when we do a, go a Google search or an internet search now, Actually, our use of the internet is now consuming more greenhouse gas emissions than travel and tourism. Really? That's, that's and, Because they fire up these enormous data centers somewhere in, you know, Southern America, US state somewhere. And, but listen, this isn't about saying someone's bad and someone's good. It's not about shaming. It's just to recognize that all our human activities from the moment we get up in the morning and even when we're asleep, when we've got the heating on, like we need in London at the minute. <laughs> right, absolutely. It's pretty cold out here. Um, all our human activities, we consume carbon in one way or another. So, but what we want to look at is what can we control? So yeah. now we can count it. Now we, we can go to governments now and say, you know, hey, Mr. USA or hey, Mr. UK, this is what your carbon footprint is. So that's really, really important. But as we also know, sustainability isn't just about greenhouse gases. That's probably the, the most pressing issue for us. But it's also about, um, protecting nature as we call it biodiversity right. um, and we're in a really unique position in travel and tourism because we are literally on the front line we are on the front line in terms of our our beach properties that could be facing rising sea levels we're on the front line in our ski resorts when either they don't get enough snow or they mm. get too much snow and uh, you know the horrendous extremes of temperatures that we've seen right. um, so we really feel we're on the front line and we really feel we can make a difference when it comes to biodiversity and nature. And we see ourselves as guardians. So, you know, we really can protect species like turtles or we really can help with the replanting of corals. Um, we can really help in protecting mangroves. Mm. So we really are there right on the front line. And we went to something called COP15 in Montreal in December right. at the end of last year. And we published a big report, which was like a how to do it guide. Mm. How to do it guide. If you are a big hotelier or a big airport, what steps can you take to make sure you're protecting nature? Because if we do protect nature, that also helps in combating climate change as well. No, absolutely. And some of some travel and tourism companies have really been leaders in terms of their sustainable efforts, their efforts, uh, I can, their hotel companies, cruise lines that, you know, cruise lines protecting the oceans, uh, uh, all-inclusive resort companies having full uh, programs that really seem to be dwarfing the rest of their business in a way that, that they're so focused on it. I know a few of them, and they were actually at WTTC in Saudi, so it was great to see them there and understand how much they support this, because it is crucial and if we're going to keep on you know exploring our pal uh, our planet with travel and tourism we have to have a planet right 
Absolutely, we do have to have a plan if we're going to keep exploring it, as you say. Um, and so now we're also looking at how can we help maybe, as you said, some of the very large companies, you know, the Marriott's, the Hyatt's, the Radisson's, the, the, the uh, Hilton's, Intercontis, they do have big plans in place. And as you say, they are incredible. I was talking to a new member actually yesterday, Best Western. They said that when they have a new hotel they always try and have a section next to it full of solar panels so that the energy that they consume because one-fifth of all the global uh, gas emissions created from travel and tourism comes from the energy we consume in all our properties um, and in every way shape and form and so you know that that is what they're doing and uh, so they're really committed but listen it also makes us more efficient and if we're more efficient we save money and in an era where we've got quite a lot of uh, high inflation it's not a bad idea to also be efficient so it has financial benefits for us to be environmentally focused as well absolutely now uh, you have the, your priorities for this year and of course we're staring at uh, your next global summit coming up in Rwanda and I don't know if you have dates for it yet uh, but uh, uh, what, what are you going to focus on for that summit and roughly when is that going to be well Rwanda is incredible the first time ever the World Travel and Tourism Council is going to be in the continent of Africa mm. and it is such an amazing continent and Rwanda itself is stunning and of course it's renowned for the big project it did on saving protecting um, and growing the spe the gorilla species mm -hmm. um, and you know that's that's been a project that they're so famous for um, and they've done such a great job on it but now if you go to their capital where we're going to be in Kigali mm -hmm. it's a very very modern city mm. Um, and very tech developed and a very safe city and a very joyous city. So we're really looking forward to going. The dates are going to be the end of October, okay. uh, probably the 30th and the 31st, but give me a little bit, it might go the 1st and the 2nd. <laughs> oh, no, I, I want the exact dates now. Exact dates. But it is very much right. I think it's Halloween, basically. It's gonna be right at the end of, of October. Um, and it's gonna be a real privilege to go there. No, that's fantastic, and I hope I can join you there. We'll see see how it goes. I've never been to Rwanda. Uh, it's it's a great great country, and I really want to see a lot of that that uh, area. And it's great. To, do you hope for the same kind of numbers that you got in Saudi, or you think uh, Saudi was sort of unique? I think. I think in some ways Saudi was unique because you were getting investors from all over the world. But I think we're going to do very very well. Actually, I think there will be a lot of people that will have a lot of interest in Africa. So I'm feeling very upbeat about it. Now, is there anything else you want to get out to our viewers? We go out to about 110,000 travel advisors in the U.S. and Canada, and then we also got a lot of industry people, too. Yeah. They, all re, uh, they all watch us. Anything else you'd like to say to them about WTTC right now as we uh, had a great successful summit in Saudi and we have the Rwanda one coming up? Well, one thing I was going to mention, many of your viewers will remember the safe travel stamp that we right. did for WTTC, and it, uh, it was something where they could put it out in their premises to say that when people were traveling during the pandemic, you know, people were following the proper hygiene measures and it was really, really popular. So along similar lines, we're doing something called Hotel Sustainability Basics. Mm. And we talk about the big groups in, 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 um, in travel and tourism, big hotel groups, but there are a lot of very, very small chains and a lot of mom and pop 
pop uh, boutique independence boutique, yeah. bo boutique independence and they can represent up to 80 percent so we wanted to give them a tool um, so that they can be take that first step on the sustainability ladder what should they be doing about their energy sources what do they do about food mm. food uh, re waste and food recycling what can they do about um uh, looking after the uh, biodiversity around them and uh, so we we we're just going through the approval process now but there's effectively going to be a hotel sustainability basic stamp and the great thing about this it will mean that a company has reached certain standards and that will give consumers who i've already said to you are very very keen to travel more responsibly a real sense of reassurance and it gives them a little bit of uh, marketing edge as well if they can get a WTTC hotel sustainability basics accreditation and that's what we're working on now well we'll look forward to that and looking forward to hearing more about that now where can our viewers go to learn more about what WTTC does and and all the different programs we, we try to inform them and we basically uh, we, we we cover almost every release that you you put out and and I think as it's important for our viewers uh, many of whom are booking these travelers around the world and they, they're kind of the the front line of telling the travelers how to travel more sustainably for instance and also wh where what places are open China's now open um, Saudi is now open uh, all these great places and and if you want to go to a great exotic place go to Rwanda so there are a lot of places that you go so wh where can they find out about that well, it's fantastic. Obviously, at WTTC, we don't try and do the wonderful job of all the tour operators and travel agents who are our members. They're the very, very best sources to go to. Um, and in fact, I've, we've got Google coming to speak to all our members. They're one of our members and they're a great distributor of products. So, you know, there's a lot of information out there online. But do come to our website as well at WTTC um, because there's always some great sustainability information out there and soon we're going to be building a, a microsite where people will be able to go in there and get really detailed information fantastic so i think that's wttc.org if i recall yes. uh not not .com. uh and uh please uh, uh, go take a look and, and you can read uh, insider travel report and go back and look at all the coverage we've done both of uh the saudi uh global summit and what we've done over the past year julie it's great to see you here in your homeland uh here in london a uh, little cold as you said a little colder than Saudi but uh, it's wonderful and it's the first time I've been in your offices here but con congratulations on all the work you do and and keep up keep it up because I think this is crucial for all of us in travel and tourism well James my hats off, hats off to you for everything you're doing for our sector you do a great job well thank you very much and I'm James Schillinglaw here in a little cold London but uh, we're having a great conversation here and this is Insider Travel Report.